You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me is my co-host, Todd Stark. It's good to be back. I'm coming down from the Rocky Mountain High. And Lacey Finley. <laughs> Happy Monday. We are officially in the Palace of Megapixels. We have a space now. You do have yeah. a space. Yes, we have a recording great. space. We'll put a little paint on the wall. It's beautiful now. Mm-hmm. And and it's still not done. That's the beauty of it. We're, we're going to add a few more the you vision. know, bells and whistles in here and make it all pretty and, and perfect and professional. Look at you. All the Growing peas. Up. We've got, it's, I feel like we have a lot more. We're able to defend this palace here because yeah. we're on top of a hill. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at the slope. I've, we could dig a moat. Yeah, we could. I think we could. Mm-hmm. Could and should. I didn't bring enough stuff back from Denver to, to start today. Uh-huh. But how was your trip? It was great. It was awesome. Dude, everybody there is chill. I, I can I imagine. Have no doubt that everybody there is stoned, including the cops. Um Why not? They're allowed. Yeah, oh, it's great. Like uh what I liked about it was we went on uh, this tour and from what I could tell through the smoke that uh, there was a Mexican group, there was a, a black group, there was old people, young people. I swear to God, no, uh, Napoleon Dynamite was there. Uh, everybody <laughs> nice. was coexisting. There was no beef with anybody. Like normally, like here, like I swear, if, if we was at a bar and that was happening, you'd be like, oh, 15 minutes, somebody's going to pop off something, there's going to be a fight. Mm-hmm. No, none of that. You didn't even feel that. We walked around at 3 in the morning like, you know, getting off the trams and stuff. And in the middle of nowhere, I felt like there was just like a picture of a buffalo and that was it. <laughs> and I never <laughs> I never felt worried about anything. Everybody's just, I'm going to do my own thing. It was great. We're here to have fun. Yeah. 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 And the weed was really good. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> so I want to get into our usual, what have we been playing? But I think first we're going to, we're going to shift it over to Todd because you want to tell us a little bit about yes. Days Gone, since we know that's what you've been playing. I have been playing Days Gone. I have not finished the game. I have put in, let's see, I, when I got it on Thursday, I started playing. I played about two hours without the patch. So first, let me start over. I have been reading reviews on this game. Mm-hmm. I've seen, the highest I've seen is, I guess, around a nine. And the lowest I've seen is... A one out of five, and then I've seen a four out of ten. It's very mixed. Yeah, it's a it's a mixed bag, and I'm gonna just start off by saying, rightfully so for this game. Okay. Like, right offhand, I, like I said, I started the game on Thursday, and I played without the day one patch for the first two hours. I did it on purpose because I wanted to go back on Friday and start over, and I wanted to see how much the day one patch affected. You know, because a lot of the reviews have been coming in 
before the day one patch hits. So, sure. and the first thing I noticed right off hand was the motorcycle handles completely different to me. It mm-hmm. handled way better after the day one patch. And that, for me, that made it even, I was able to get into the game a little more because the it was sliding all over the place mm-hmm. and it was handled a little different. And I think I was talking to you, I learned this, uh, before the game was coming out about the Unreal Engine, it does not allow for motorcycles in a game. Only Just cars. Bizarre. Yeah, I did not know really? this. Really? Yes. So Like that's not even anything I think I would have thought no, about. Me either. Like so they take this they take this car and they fold it on top of itself and turn it into a motorcycle. So you're actually driving a car, but they've made it into a motorcycle. Okay. So if you're playing it and you feel like it handles like a car, which that's what I felt like at first, like it handled like a car trying to drive in the mud. Mm-hmm. And it was just, mm-hmm. if you slightly turned, it was sliding. And it just was not, I was like, oh, ooh, this is not going to be good. I hope they fix this. Another thing I hope that they did fix was the loading screens. I felt like there was too many of them. And I feel like after the day one patch, I didn't notice them anymore. So right. there was still that one long one at the beginning there wasn't one after every single cutscene. Like, that's what it was before, and it just kind of, like I told you, it pissed me off, really. I was like, oh, Jesus, this takes me out of the game immediately. But after all that, playing the first two hours over again, it fixed a lot of my little bitty gripes that I had. Um, I haven't run into any of the bugs, per se, that they have. Like I said, I I haven't played a lot of it, like, before the day one patch. But there are certain little things with him moving around that I would compare it to The Witcher Okay. as far as like you want to go to a certain little spot and you go up and your guy pivots and goes to an- another area really fast and you're like oh shit damn it now I gotta go back and do it again and that always kind of pissed me off about The Witcher you know mm-hmm. I kind of was kind of a little bit clunky in that part when you're trying to be precise with something like if you had to go push a car out of the way and your buddy's helping you you, I would go up to hit the square button and he would pivot and come around behind the guy like he was fixing the Congo line with him or some shit, you know? <laughs> so I would have to go back, reset, and try it again. So that is... I've read that in a couple of reviews and I can say that is a little tiny problem, I guess. But as far as uh, Days Gone, it looks beautiful. I mean, like, it really looks good. The the character models, the the trees and the atmosphere and the the environment looks beautiful it looks Mm -hmm. outstanding the combat kind of feels like i don't know i kind of felt like they were trying to be god of war like you're using the r2 and l2 which doesn't work it doesn't feel it doesn't feel good to me i felt i almost thought like maybe they would go with like a mad max or a like the last of us (laughs) sort of combat, you know, like hitting square and maybe R3 brings out a knife or something, you know, just the typical kind of combat you would think of. But they went with that and it didn't, to me, it don't feel as good as it did with God of War. But the combat's still cool. I'll say that like the way you can, you you can roll out of the way and kind of chain together if a couple of different people are coming at you, you can really kind of chain like attacks that you know in between all three of them together pretty (laughs) seamlessly so it kind of feels good that way but i just don't like i guess the button layout for it 
and there's no way you can remap it. I haven't looked. I just kind of just went with it. I've always been like that. I've never remapped stuff, so I don't know. But that part... I've only ever done it on PC, so yeah, I don't know yeah. that I've ever looked for console either. Right, yeah. I never I never paid attention to it. I was like, I'm going to do it and then screw it up and not know how to get it back. But uh, other than that with the combat, I, like I said, I really like how you can string... I mean, you can uh, string things together, it feels like. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to think of other things to that I've read in these reviews. Like you can't. Well, it like one of the thing that I heard was that it was pretty, fairly easy combat too, like more than it's... you would expect. Or, well, I don't know. Like I've only just got... from like the previews with the hordes, it made it seem like it was going to be this huge feat. And then I heard some people are like, well, it only takes like a bullet or two, and they're they're down. Or... Well. The far, well, like fighting them at the very beginning, like there's this one scene where you're going through a tunnel and you're, you know, you've got the flashlight and you're kind of leading out and uh, ahead of the motorcycle. And I guess that's where they introduce the um, freaker's nest to you. Okay. And they're coming out of the nest and then, oh, I guess this is where you kind of learn another cool thing. They're coming out of the nest and something happens and one of them hits a car and an alarm goes off, right? Well, as long you can actually stop that alarm, you can go around and open the hood and take the battery out. I thought that was kind of a cool little mechanic for it. But and while that's happening, they're attacking you, so combat can get kind of crazy if there's a lot of them and you need to get it cut off. Now, I didn't. There wasn't a lot of them in this scene, so the alarm didn't really bother me. But can I can you blow see. up the car? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like that would have been a simpler solution. They're around the car, yeah. blow up the car, run away. <laughs> yeah. It would, it, you know, I, I don't know. I'm going to try that next time. I mean, there are explosives in that. There are, yeah, there's gas. You can use gas cans. You can, with the gas cans, you also, you know, you got to worry about your bike running out of gas, which I haven't ran into that yet. But, uh. That would suck. That would <laughs> suck, but I, I think that adds to, I, I've seen that being a gripe for people talking about the, mm-hmm. the gas can, you know, or the. The motorcycle. Because you got to remember where you put them. You can't carry more than one. Right? You can't carry more than one. You can carry it up to your motorcycle and fill your tank up. Like I had to fill up a generator in one part of the game, and I found this gas can, and I was like, you know what? I'm going. I'm going to try it, but I'm going to fill my motorcycle up first. <laughs> I went ahead and filled it right. back up, and then I went over to the generator. Which I guess, as long as you're holding that gas can, you can fill up whatever's around. So. Hmm. If you remember oh, that so while you're playing. Oh, so it's like an uh, endless supply as yeah, long as you've got I, that. Oh, okay. I guess. Or maybe the generator <laughs> didn't have to have a lot of gas. I don't maybe. know. My yeah. uh, motorcycle wasn't that depleted at the time. But I guess the one thing you can say aside from the clunkiness, the it's not too clunky. Like, it, it controls pretty smooth when you're not trying to be precise. Hmm. The combat, I mean, it's pretty fluid. I think my own, like I said, my only... Uh, gripe was with the, the layout. The motorcycle handles good after the patch, and it, and this game it, it's just fun. I, I think that's it. Doesn't have to be a home run when you're when you're, I guess, looking for a review for a Sony game. I guess everybody thinks it's going to be a ten. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's all the the sevens and the and the seven fives and the eights. Would I would say that's about where this game is. It's it's a it's a good game, not a great game. Sure. And so you're enjoying your playthrough, and that's about all we can ask yeah. out of a game. Yeah. yeah, I'm enjoying the. It's it's different. It's di- 
the way they do the story is different because they have branching storylines and I, I suppose I can go and finish a couple of storylines and this storyline would say the same you know like mm. I don't know exactly where the main storyline is I guess and that, right. that kind of gets a little confusing and I've seen that in a couple of reviews it's like it kind of takes away from the main story like I, I guess so I can see that too but I mean it is kind of cool though like when you think about these branching storylines like what I wonder like what happens if I don't go back and help Boozer you know hmm. like he's hurt right now what if I just go with this storyline like there's one called uh the world's end what if I go and I go all the way through and I finish all these but leave Boozer there does he go with me does he die you know I'm is that the consequence of not finishing all the storylines right so right. I guess I'll find that out more as I go but be interesting to know. Yeah, so I I can say a four and a one out of five. No, I think they're just being kind of just dicks about it. Maybe they had higher expectations. Yeah, I guess they did hype it pretty long. Uh, they so. did, and, and you're right. And, and I, I think feel they like did that, that because to these companies' detriment. You know, that yeah. they start talking about these things so far out and hyping it so far out that yeah, expectations they do. grow. Yeah, but all in all, man, this game is definitely fun, and I think at the end of the day, that's what you look for in a game. Is mm-hmm. it fun? Yeah. And I, I can go back, and I can say that I'm going to go finish this game. I'm probably going to platinum this game. But is it Horizon Zero Dawn? No. Is it you know The Last of Us? No. It's got a lot of those you know little, I guess mechanics in the, this game hmm. like I've seen that too it's like it's a one of them said it's the most triple A game ever <laughs> and and I guess that's where they've collected all of these different aspects of these other games and said let's put them in here but at the same time they've done a they've done a few little different things I, I feel like it's kind of cool like hmm. when you go into these and there's I guess there's um, infestation points on the map where there's a horde yeah. So, when you look at this horde, like there's at least two, three, four hundred of them. Like I seen them coming down the hill. We, we I just got, the, I got the hell out. You know, I was yeah. like, I got a, I got a nine millimeter, and and that's not yeah, gonna that's work. Not gonna yeah, last it's not time long. to do this yet. <laughs> so I guess you got to figure out when you go back and get rid of them. You know. Right. So, I, I can see that being just a whole another aspect of it. Like you could just get lost doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's like fourteen different hordes. Averaging like 200 each one of them, yeah. taking over different spots. But as far as the storyline, you had to actually go into that spot. And, you know, I snuck in. I didn't try to fight anybody. I kind of did stealth. You know. But all in all, the game is fun, and then I would I would say a seven. It's just it's a good game, not a great game. Okay. Yeah. So didn't break any new ground, but you'll you'll enjoy yourself along the way. Yeah, I think if they would have took their time and made an, an engine specifically for this game mm-hmm. it would have worked way better Probably. because they used the Unreal Engine 4 and you can tell that that maybe if they had the engine they could say okay well, let's, let's just fix this right here to do this and they could kind of like how The Last of Us does you know they have their own engine running for that game and it, it just works a lot smoother yeah. I'm anxious I hope that they get to do a sequel because I think this game 
would be good at, you know, if they fixed all these little things and said, okay, so let's not be the most AAA game. Let's try to, you know, take these things that we liked out of this game and let's make some new things for the next one. Mm. would work even better, I think. I well, maybe they'll get their opportunity. I hope they do. I like yeah. Sony Bend. I don't want them to, you know, Sony, sometimes if something doesn't do good, they'll just shut that studio down and... I don't want that to happen. Well, I mean, Ben, they've been around for a while. They've they done have. Some good games. This is their first AAA game. Well, I don't see this being a flop by any stretch. No, no, I don't think no, it's a flop. You know, I just, so. you know, I don't think Drive Club was a flop. I mean, it was, you know, it got played a, a ton. It just got, I guess, all those delays, and it cost a lot more to make this game. And that's probably why what Evolution Studios, or whatever they're called, you know, with the way of the caribou. Mm-hmm. Ben, with Unreal Engine 4, I guess that did cut down on the money that it cost to make this game. Sure. So, that probably, maybe maybe that'll save them if it doesn't do exactly like they want it to. Mm-hmm. If I, I guess if I could say one thing about this game is go get it, play it, you'll like it. You'll at least have fun with it. So you think it's worth the uh, full price instead of waiting yeah. for a sale? Yeah. Well, I mean, either, either way you want to do it, at some point in your life, before the PS4 goes away, play this game. I mean, it's fun. It's beautiful. I mean, despite Excellent. despite the criticisms that I heard and all that stuff, I did play it at PAX, and I did want to play more. There was nothing about the demo that made me say, "God, this is this is terrible." You know, it was just like, "Yeah, I'm 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 into it. I want to play more of it." So the reviews aren't really because you know I think we've mentioned this several times before maybe not on this show but just us casually talking casual i remember hearing terrible reviews for mad max and i love the hell out I of love that game. It. this game like is kind of yeah. like that i feel like i mean i can understand i think one of the gripes to mad max was that it was a it could be repetitive but dude let me tell you if you hype in your own music like some acdc and you're <laughs> revving through that wasteland and you're souped up car tearing shit down mm-hmm. it just makes the game it does for it me really does i was just like that's all it needed was a soundtrack a proper soundtrack yeah pump that on boom i'm in it and i i would play it for hours and yeah. i would have platinum the fucking thing had it not been for that um, stupid ass yeah. trophy dude that was... ask you to do ridiculous sh- i'm i'm just I'm it was right. that was, was like, i feel like we're starting trophy. on a whole other thing there <laughs> but anyway yeah, I mean, okay. that's exactly like that, though. And they talk about repetitive, and my gripe with that was Red Dead Red Dead 2 was repetitive. Any open-world game is repetitive at some point. Mm-hmm. But that's when you go and you look, but is it fun? Yes, Red Dead 2 was fun. This game is fun. Mad Max was fun. Mm-hmm. So games are supposed to be fun. Right. But I remember playing I feel it at like some gamers point. Gamers forget that a lot too. It's they do, yeah, yeah, they do. It, I thought you uh, were wanting to have a good time. I don't. I, I right. thought that. Was the well, trust me, we're going to be talking about that a little bit later as well. I felt like when yeah. I was playing this game that it, it kind of not the visuals, but like it harkened back to like the PlayStation Two games where you were playing it for fun, and, mm-hmm. and that's exactly why you played the game. It wasn't because you wanted this great story. Like, back then, you was like, is the game fun? Oh, great. It had a good story, too. Is it broken? No. Yeah, no, okay, the game's not broken by any means. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, I do agree with, like, the 7s and the 8s. Sure. Even sure. maybe a 6.5. I think okay. it's what some of them gave it. 
I'll admit, once I, I saw a bunch of the gameplay, I fell into the camp of, I'll wait for a sale. Yeah, and that's fine. That, uh, like, as nothing long as you turned play me it. off from it, but nothing made me go, yeah, I got to get this right now. So, I mm. mean, just for me, not that I was, like, completely 100% bought in in the first place, because those kinds of games are just hit or miss with me. But I hear it's got a fantastic story, which is what would be the selling point for me. Um, so, yeah, I just fell into the camp of, yeah, that looks fun, but I'll wait till it's not 60 bucks. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. The only thing that changed in my mind. So I definitely yeah. want to play it. Eh, just not willing to pay full price at this time. No, no. No, it's got zombies in it, so I'm going to play it. Well, they're yeah. freakers, but they're zombies. Either way. Shit. Zombies. They're, yeah. They're 28 days later zombies. Well, Lace, yeah. uh, since you're not playing this, what have you been playing? Uh, this week, well, I played another FMV yesterday. A very short one. It was only a couple of bucks, but it was kind of worth it. It was called Moral King. So I had never heard of it before. Guys, I guess it came out in like September of last year, so I'm not really sure how I missed it when I go on my every couple of week FMV hunt to see what else new came up. It's it's not breaking anything new, but my God, the tomfoolery of the story. Just I was laughing my butt off the whole time. I throw two bucks at it, which is all it costs sit down with some popcorn for like 45 minutes because that's really all the long it's going to take and just let yourself be enjoy this story for what it is it's not taking itself seriously it takes place in germany so it has subtitles and um literally the opening of the scene is this guy and this girl boyfriend girlfriend walking in the woods having pleasant conversation and this guy dressed in um like whatever, like old timey castle guard gear, you know, where it's got like the pointy hat and he's got his spear and like the chain mail on and comes over, shoves the dude over and kidnaps the girlfriend in the most campy B movie fashion you could possibly imagine. Like there's no real struggle. It's just like, oh, you know, so he's in regular clothes, mind you. He's in a polo, cargo shorts, sandals. And walks along, and all of a sudden, there's just this castle. So nobody ever brings to mention that, wow, there's just this random castle in the middle of these woods, and your whole goal is just to get your girlfriend back. And it's point and click. There's only a couple of options that you get the whole time anyway, but... Um, I, I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. It's something that it just meant to, it, like, they just leaned into the fact that we're telling this really dumb story and I, I can appreciate it for that. Like, it was yeah. just like, yeah, we're not winning Oscars. This isn't very in-depth or detailed or layered or that's going to take a bunch of branches. This is a really silly story we wanted to tell in this way. And so the actors, I think, nailed it for what they were doing. Um, but I tell you, there's one scene where there's just this lady randomly off to the side and like, you know, the maid's clothes or whatever, picking carrots as you do, you know, sure. just in a random plot of land. And so, you know, your character is like, Hey, looking for my girlfriend basically. And she's like, well, if you help me pick these carrots, you know, I can help you. So of course you're like, sure, fine. I'll, I'll pick a couple of carrots or whatever. As you see your girlfriend at the top of the castle, like going help or helping or whatever it was in German. And uh, so as you do, she gives you a rock, which has the strength of a boulder. Sure. And some like <laughs> potion, you know, because she's like a witch doctor now all of a sudden or like an herbalist or whatever she called herself. And so as you had to sneak past one of the guards. So as you're coming back, he's holding this rock. I'm like, oh, you've just got to time it so I can I can beat this guard with the rock. You throw it. It's got the power of a boulder. <sighs> 
So as I click the button thinking I've, I've got the timing down, literally my character gets up, walks very slowly over to the guard. The guard looks at him and goes, who are you? And he takes the rock and just gently throws it at the dude's chest. And I laughed my ass off. You have to see this scene because then the guards just like, what are you doing? And then they like struggle. And I'm using air quotes to get him put into like the jail. And he very dramatically shoves his hand through the jail door and then looks really sad. And I'm like, that was the best thing that I have seen in a long time. <laughs> so I take and it so that tells you the story. Yes, it was just like you think he's going to throw it like it's the way it's got it built up. Like this is going to be like a David and Goliath situation. We're going to take this guy out. And he just walks up and he's like, meh, with the rock. And I just died. <laughs> and so there's three different endings, albeit like they're not that different from each other. But ugh, if you just want a silly story to sit down and just lean into for like 45 minutes, like I just throw two bucks at it. They deserve it. This was sure. Ridiculous, but in the best possible way. <laughs> like some bad movies, sometimes you just got to sit through them and find out. Yeah. I'm you just know, glad they leaned into it because it's one of those things. Like if it was bad by accident, ugh, then you cringe the whole time. But I feel like it's like they knew it was going to be stupid and then just leaned into that, which mm. I can appreciate. Like it was, it's just they're not winning anything here, but it was a good time. And I don't feel like I got ripped off with my two dollars. <laughs> that, that's all that matters. You know, I'm just like I had a good time for about 45 minutes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop real quick since you you're talking about bad movies because you just made me remember something. I got to share this guy, with you guys. Okay. okay, I saw the worst, one of the worst movies ever made. Wow. Okay, what was it? I actually saw one of the a great movie the other day, but we'll get into that. Uh, no. One one evening, you know, late at night, I, I kind of like to, to unwind, you know, like if I'm laying in bed or something like that and I'm not quite tired yet, I'll, I'll just try to find some schlocky little movie I can just sit back and enjoy and just be like, eh, it's all right. So I was looking for one of these type of movies, right? Mm-hmm. And I came across one called Psycho Shark. And I thought, you know, I mean, I like a good killer shark movie, but they've all gotten really, really terrible, especially since mm-hmm. Sharknado. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. got avalanche sharks, desert sharks. Oh, Jesus. You know, I mean, I can yeah. go on and on and on. And this one was just Psycho Shark, and I read it, and it was like, you know, two teens or two girls out on a... That's why you watch Whatever. It. It's like, get attacked by this, you know, insane shark, and I was like... An insane shark. Huh. Okay. You got rabies. I'm curious. So I'll start it. And it's, first of all, it's, uh, I think it's a either a Japanese or a Korean movie. Oh, I'm going to say no. Japanese. <laughs> so it's all in subtitle. Now, one sure. of the main reasons I chose it, you know, just for it being a killer shark movie was it was like an hour and nine minutes. So I was like, this will be a breeze. Oh, deal. Yeah. <laughs> God, no. This is the longest hour in history because <laughs> Psycho Shark, you expect uh, there to be a shark. Yes? At yeah. some point. The shark was at the ass end of the movie. The ass end. So the, entire, the hour, nine and a half minute mark. Okay, we're talking about hour and five minutes. You don't see a shark. It's just focused on these girls Going on vacation, videotaping their vacation, 
then one of the girls finds a tape in their room that shows other girls videotaping their vacation. And then a guy who happens to be in the area also happens to be the guy hitting up one of the other girls in the area. And he's got a shady little secret, you know. So it's basically a murder mystery about these people. But the entire movie is just them videotaping each other and splashing around in the water. I'm like, get to the point. What are you doing? Wow. Where's the shark? Wow. That's stupid. It was it was nothing but that. Oh, Clickbait but it gets stupider. It gets stupider, okay? Because oh, at the it. end, the girl finally realizes what's going to happen. Her friend's going to die because she's with the killer guy, you know? So she yeah. runs out to the beach because that's where she happens you to, do. you know, yeah. she knew somehow he was out there with her. So he is I'm in my swimsuit. They must be at the beach. <laughs> so he's out there with the other girl. He's taking a knife and just rubbing it all over her body. And you're like, this doesn't creep you out at all, you know? Because he's rubbing it on your lips. He's rubbing it down your boobs. I mean, what? this should kind of freak you out. But she's just sitting there taking it. And I'm like, "This, all right, I'll accept it. And then the girl shows up. So she's like, stop. And the guy turns around. He just gives her that glare. They glare at each other. For at least two minutes, two minutes mm. of just I'm gonna I'm gonna run I'm gonna I I'm gonna I I I and she's like just go already what are you doing <laughs> so she finally runs to the guy she goes to tackle him and then another guy shows up from out of the blue <laughs> who breaks that up and then suddenly they all turn to the water and then you see the shark fin and it's like uh uh and then the shark. A very, very bad CG shark fin, mind you. Then leads to everyone looking up and a shadow encompassing them all. And they're like, (gasps) so we do that for a good solid minute. And then we see the worst CG shark mouth I've ever seen in my life. It's just the shark is so huge, it doesn't add up. Right. You know, you're like, that's what? It's the Meg. So it's like, And then they all start running in slow motion because the movie's not long enough. Right. And then they're all like, ah, dying in slow motion. And then the main girl who you've been kind of following this entire movie looks up. And then the shark, who is now a regular size shark, falls on her head. And, and that's where they end the movie. Um, okay. Yeah. That's the prequel to The Meg. This was a terrible Can, movie. What's even please funnier? please tell me, was the second guy who broke up the fight Nick Cage? No. No, it oh, wasn't. Damn it. Sorry. That would have been great. I but what like made that it, was a perfect movie for him. What makes it even funnier is the secondary title to the movie. Because it, you know how some of these movies that get kind of tossed around, they go by different titles? When I mm-hmm. went to look this movie up, just to figure out, like, what the hell did I just watch? I was trying to find Psycho Shark. There was no movie uh-huh. called Psycho Shark. And I was like, well, what the hell? It was actually under Jaws in Japan. Yeah. Okay. You talk about leading people down the wrong path. Yeah. Wow. I feel like, yeah, the whole thing he, had he went really on vacation. very nothing to do with a shark. Yeah. So I'm sorry I got off on a rant, but that was okay. terrible. That was worth hearing. That was absolutely terrible movie. Do not watch Thank that. Thank you. I feel like I've watched the movie and I saved an hour and oh, you of did. my life. So you did. I did the world a favor by telling you what you missed. What uh, Where'd you watch it? On Netflix? No, it was on a... There's an app. And, you know, if you guys want to sponsor us, I'll gladly do this. Uh, there's an app <laughs> called Tubi, which... Uh, 
kind of has tons of movies that you can find. There's ads that you kind of got to get through, but I found stuff on there I could not find anywhere else. Things that I thought I'd never see again. Have you ever heard of My Pet Monster? Yeah. Do you remember that old show? Yeah, you, the cartoon. Did, yeah. Yeah. I, feel, I yeah. used to want one of these when I was a kid. Never got one. Yeah, me either. You know, so thank you, Mom. Anyway, <laughs> but I used to watch that show all the time as a kid. And they had it on there. I was like, oh, my God. My daughter loves it now. I showed it to her, and she's like, I want to watch Monster. I want to watch Monster. So I got to pass something on to her that she really I loves. I did He-Man like that. So I thought that was cool. But, yeah, I, they're not a sponsor, but if you want to be, uh, I'll talk about it all day. So, anyway, I'm sorry. I got off on a rant. Uh, no worries. So, to, to kind of polish that off, Avengers Endgame, go watch it. But also, I'll, I'll, I'll go on Tuesday. Yeah, don't, don't. I've been no, earmuffing I, I won't it. Say, I, I got to wait till, well, this morning. Yeah. So, whenever you guys I won't, might be watching I won't this, I might be in the spoil anything. I had the, the earliest ticket I could get was Monday because everything's been sold out, like, solid, unless I wanted to sit mm-hmm. right up against the screen yeah, in the front, no, and I just I can't do, do that. that. So... No, I won't spoil uh, yeah. anything. I'll just say it's a lot of movie. and Yeah, no, I heard it's three hours, so I better just go in with a completely empty bladder, drink nothing, yeah, and lots you know of me. rest. And another thing I would say, this is, not, this is not something you have to do, but if you really want to get the full experience out of it, know your Marvel movies. Because there are a yeah, lot I of little things. I heard I need things. to go brush up on Ant Man. I heard that would be an important one to watch before. Yeah, it could help. There, I mean, just they had so many little things sprinkled about that things you may forget from other movies. Mm-hmm. And I mean, every movie kind of gets dropped here and there, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's the guy from that movie." And, oh, that's, that's the thing from that movie. Mm-hmm. The, I'll even say this: it, uh, there's one character in there. That I did not know. I did not recognize. I'm like, who the hell is that? And I had to look it up. And when I saw it, I was like, oh my, yes, that guy. So mm-hmm. brush up. Brush up just a okay. little bit. So anyway, uh, but what I've been playing, I'll get to that. <laughs> kind of get back God, on track. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shit. I'm sorry. Uh, I finished Doom. I thought about. How's the ending? That was pretty, it was pretty good. Uh, you definitely set it up for a sequel. Um, I was going to platinum it, and then I was just like, eh, because the the rest of the the stuff it was like two more trophies, and I was just kind of like, uh, there's a grind, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of one of them was I had to beat the very first level on the hardest possible difficulty, and I tried, and I kept dying, and I was like, I just don't know if I got the patience for this, so I'm just gonna. Because you die quickly if you're not. I mean, you right. got to be on your top of your game. So I was just like, I just, yeah. I just can't do this right now. So I did that, and then uh, I knew that Mortal Kombat 11 was coming out, so I wanted to put in a little bit more time. Uh, so I played Ace Attorney. I got through, uh, I think, the fourth case on the first okay. game. So I'm on case five whenever I get back around to it. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm going to get that game. I enjoyed. I played the. Uh, I think I played about two, two or three cases mm-hmm. on uh, the iPhone. Yeah, and I liked it enough. I just don't like playing those type of games on my iPhone. You know? No, 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 no. Uh, so, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna probably get that game once. It, it'll probably go on sale for long. Yeah. How much is it now? Uh, I think it's twenty nine ninety nine. Okay, so I may yeah, I might just drop the thirty bucks and go ahead and get that's three mm-hmm. games, ten bucks a game. Yeah, in a lot of yeah. cases, You're a lot get of plenty of time out of it mm-hmm. for sure. 
So it's a solid game, recommended. And then, of course, like I said, Mortal Kombat 11, but I'll talk about that later. Today. Later today. Later yeah. right now. But uh, later, later now. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's talk about some news since I've rambled so much about a Psycho Shark movie. <laughs> uh, the first thing we got is uh, China. 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 What are they up to now? They're they're the or original or orange 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 original oranges. Uh, the the origins. Back in December, uh, I don't know if we talked about this. We may not have because this isn't technically game news. But the Chinese government underwent a series of restructuring, and the processes that. Uh, approved new games within the country got shifted to a new uh, umbrella, I guess you'd say, which is the State Administration of Press and Publication. Now, under their new guidelines, it seems that many game developers are going to have their work cut out for them to see any of their games released in China. Mm -hmm. Per the guidelines, as I, I tried to make sure that I was making absolutely sure I read these correctly... Yeah. First of all, games cannot feature blood or gore of any kind. And that means you cannot even try to fake it with green blood, yellow blood, or, or oil. Or sweat. Yeah. Yeah. If it's... And call it something else. Yeah, you else. can't yeah. recolor it or anything like that. It cannot feature gore, period. So no fake outs, no nothing. It's not going to work like that. They have to approve it yeah. as no blood. So, that's one. So, we know yeah. tons of American games are not going over there. Done for, yeah. Games cannot contain any portion of the country's imperial history. However, requests are being made to the publishers to change their titles to actually promote Chinese values and their culture to help portray China in a more favorable light. Okay. So, that's, and that's yeah. that's not too much of a stretch because they do it in Hollywood now. Yeah. They actually film scenes in China for Chinese audiences, and mm. kind of like I, I've even heard this, and it it doesn't sound like a stretch to me. The Meg, since you mm. mentioned that before, yeah. they actually it was produced in unison with an American company and a Chinese company, and you can see a lot of that influence. Where the Chinese company was like, well, it's going to take place in China. We're going to have Chinese actors. You're going to make this work with Jason Statham and then whoever we have. This is this mm -hmm. is the the deal we have. So it's there. I even heard. I think Iron Man three had a scene they filmed specifically for Chinese audiences that we didn't get to see. That's not fair. So they get to have that. We get to have our movie. So they. And that's just the way, that's the business now. So now it's within yeah. games. So now they're going to want their games to have whatever added as in. As long or as you're showing them in a favorable light. I bet exactly. you can't have Winnie the Pooh in yeah. any of them. Nope. Yep. Nope. Nope. No, that's no Pooh Bear. Winnie the Pooh is Even no though longer. he's such a delightful character. He is. The man should should just embrace that. I you know? Should I mean, wear a red t-shirt all day long. Yeah, and go climb a honey tree, <laughs> get some pictures taken, and just yeah. be like, look at me. And then they would stop. Yeah. You know, that would stop every bit of that. It would, but he's he's thin-skinned. Anyway, uh, other regulations require developers and publishers to disclose scripts and screenshots of their games for approval. Uh, they also must include features that will help control the growing concern of gameplay addiction 
if the game should have those tendencies. So, Battle Royale games, Fortnite, stuff like that. And they got to go through a screening process before they can be approved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even games, th- I even found this to be kind of odd. Even games like Poker and Mahjong are no longer allowed in the country. Yep. God. So, if you're a game developer and you want to be in uh, the big good graces of China, which, I'll be honest, they, they do. It's a huge market. Yep. So you're going to have to you know, make so some it's like They're going to have to scratch their heads and figure this out because it's like, what, one and a half billion people? Yeah. Just yeah. Like... Could this be why Sony has been doing a lot of censoring lately? Could be. Oh, Jesus, I hope not. Because I think we talked about that last week about Sony cutting down on their censorship. Yeah. Or did... Yeah, we did. So yeah. I, I read a thing about that. Um, they were talking about how they were just trying to get ahead of the curve on the hat, you know, the whole Me Too movement because mm-hmm. it's mostly sexual, is what they're, yeah. con, you know, uh, which means old school God of War would not pass. Today. That's what I was thinking. Oh like, yeah, but at the same time, or even Witcher. Yeah, at the same time, it was a lot of the if it, if the they look younger women like mm-hmm. younger girls because you know a lot of those lewd things the women are they might not be young but they look young. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they were just trying to. They say they were trying to stay ahead of the. You know, somebody could come after Sony for some of that stuff. Fair enough. Right. So yeah, um, there's that. <laughs> so that happened. Uh, the next thing I've got, I know we're. I'm going to be talking about this game later, but this was a lot of news that came out since Mortal Kombat came out. Yeah. There was a lot of things that just kind of swarmed up around it got a lot of good reviews but there were plenty of complaints that came along with it always um first thing that i want to touch on is that actually pc players uh, were actually having a rough go at it because there were numerous reports of lagging stuttering and even crashing on windows 10 get a ps4 pro they should Now, with a few suggestions, were tossed around to try and correct the problem, but they were not permanent fixtures. So, r- as of right now, there doesn't seem to be a permanent solution to Just this. Get rid of, so, uh, to, of uh, Windows. Get rid of Windows. They should. It's so weird that, yeah, Windows 10 seems to be just the sucks. culprit in a lot of these bigger games, which is weird because it's been around so long now, you would think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Now, a more universal problem that players seem to have in the game was the AI difficulty in the towers section of the game. Many complained that the game is very grindy and some were even spreading false information stating that you would have to pay over $6,000 to purchase all the skins in the game. But Ed Boon quickly shut that claim down saying you do not buy skins in the game. You, there is no option to buy skins. You cannot buy skins. That's that's a lie. That's a flat out lie. Oh yeah. You okay? And if you go to the store, there is no area, there's no spot or section that says, "Hey, buy this skin right here." So that's a, that's a falsehood. And, and I, you know, that's I agree. crazy because if you don't look into that, then that's what you. That's the only thing you hear. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That's that's. Oh, like that. I feel like the biggest thing I've heard about this game that has been negative because everyone seems to be really enjoying it for what it for the game itself was the microtransactions. And now I haven't played it. Well, I've watched some gameplay. Let me... And it sounded like they kind of went out of their way to make some of the coins that you would need to spend 
kind of convoluted. So you could buy these coins if you wanted for this, but then this coin is for that. Mm. And this, you know. Well, let me let me kind of elaborate on it because I did I did a little research this morning before uh, we got into this because I wanted to kind of get a little bit more time in so I could I could really speak to this because I noticed that I hadn't really played the towers. Uh, before my review, so I thought, well, let, yeah. let me see for myself. Let me try. I will agree, the AI is a bitch, <laughs> okay? Because I did this one tower, and it was just like they threw everything at you at once. It's like, come on, I can't even get a hit in because I can't do anything. You've got one guy coming at me. you got a second guy coming at me from behind. How the hell am I supposed to attack anybody? You know, it was just non-stop barrage of attacks. And it was just like, I can't... I, I appreciate a challenge, but damn, you know? Right. Right. I mean, I've got to be able to move. So I can I can attest that the AI difficulty on certain towers is kind of unfair. You know, I mean, if you want that, then put that somewhere. Don't make that medium difficulty. Make that brutal difficulty. Then I can deal with that, okay? Then I know what I'm getting into. That's not medium, as far as I'm concerned. I did beat it, but it was just like, you know. Yeah. And as far as the microtransactions, I guess I guess what you're talking about is there are, in the crypt, there's different sets of currency. You have your main coins, you have souls, and then you have hearts. They may have another name that I can't remember right offhand. In the, I mean, the main currency you're going to be using within the crypt are the coins. You go around, you see the chest, you open them up, that's coins. So the more coins you get, the more chests you can open, so on and so forth. There are certain areas in there where you can use that extra currency, the hearts or the souls, to right. open special chests. Mm -hmm. And then you have to collect those, and then you can use those to open the chest in the crypt. So if that's what they're talking about, I didn't notice if there was a spot where you have to buy that stuff. But that could also be where the, the complaint for the grind is because you earn the souls and the hearts through however you, you, you beat the towers, you go through whatever. They have tiers that say, okay, if you do this well, consider it like a bronze, silver, gold standard. Right. You know, And this is no different than Injustice 2. I'm going to say probably say that in my review. There was a lot of that. When you beat a tower, if you meet certain expectations you get a score finishers will boost your score Th you know things like that will help you know elevate your score which will put you on the higher tier bronze silver gold or whatever right and then that's where you get those bonus souls or hearts or whatever so if achieving that is what the, the frustration is i can see that but if you play your cards right you can do just do a fatality or do a brutality, do a mercy or something like that to kind of keep that, that score up. Right. Granted, if you lose, yeah, it's going to, you know, knock off some points. So that's, again, going back to the difficulty frustration, which then again goes back to the grind. So I can see it. I understand now better than I did beforehand. Mm -hmm. So, but, but as far as microtransactions being a problem... No one's forcing you to buy that stuff. Right. Don't do that. You know, if you're worried about it, don't buy it. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. So that's just, that's, that's my two cents on that. Anyway, but the, the, the those concerns were addressed by NetherRealm. 
they did promise a patch that would kind of uh, level out the playing field, reduce some of the difficulty, and even increase some rewards for the Towers of Time, so you feel like you're it's less grindy than it is. And furthermore, they're going to give a thank you gift to all players, which will be in the form of 500,000 coins, 500 hearts, 1,000 soul fragments, and 1,000 time crystals. So then you'll have all this stuff, so you can go do whatever. So, I mean, they don't have to do that. No. Thanks. You know, I appreciate it. Uh, As of right now, as of recording, the patch hasn't hit yet, but they did say it was going to be very soon. So maybe in the next day or so, if it hasn't come out already. you're listening. So we'll see. We will see. But uh, that's all I have on that, and we'll talk more about that later. I'm sorry. I just, it was news. It's right, right. It's just fine. Uh, let's talk about some quickets. Quickets. So uh, the first one I have is uh, Square Enix announced its E3 2019 plan, showcasing all that it has on a special broadcast on June 10th. And uh, all, uh, I mean, what do they, what do they have really? <laughs> well, they we will find Avengers out game? on I mean, June 10th. Yeah, they could show that Avengers game they've been promising mm-hmm. for however long. Final Fantasy VII Remake would be nice. Yeah, they're going to show Kingdom Hearts downloadable content. I yeah, it's probably. Remind. Which, you know, she's not here, but Katrina was all excited. She bought Kingdom Hearts 3, and she wants to talk about it. So I was just like, well, play your, play the game, and then you can come on and talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, Along with the umbrella that you're buying her in May. Oh, yeah, that's right. Damn it. <laughs> Would you get the shady mix? I don't do you mean thank you. Shady, yeah, shady yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. There was a there was a an Kingdom Hearts umbrella that's shaped like a keyblade, and she wants it. Oh, so awesome. I guess I guess I'm gonna be buying it. You know, that's a sounds like thing it. that's happening. Uh, hey, Days Gone is getting DLC in yeah. June. I can't wait to see what that is. Oh yeah, well, I kind of know what it is. It's the Horde mode. Um, there's a motorcycle challenge kind of mode and i think there's one more thing i can't remember it's free mm-hmm. though right yeah yeah that's what i said i think i read that it was free free, yeah, free so. dlc oh and there's also a survival mode like uh i guess um another survival kind of uh i guess like easy hard you know i guess that's yeah. what that is maybe mm-hmm. i don't maybe. know i don't know we'll see uh, Bioware apparently launched an incomplete update to Anthem, and uh, when players complained, <laughs> they said, "Be quiet." The company responded that certain features aren't ready yet. So why yeah, release I heard, it? Like a whole roadmap yeah. just wasn't included that they were supposed to get. I don't know. It's kind of sounding like they're trying to phase this thing out and then hope it just goes away. I done they're, traded mine in. It's just they keep shooting themselves in the foot with this game. I mean, it's already it's just it's had a rough day. It's just had a rough day. Yeah, it's, it's just going to get I mean, worse from start, and then Kotaku, that whole thing, mm-hmm. and then now with this, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. So, God, I mean, like <laughs> that demo they showed, man, where they all just jumped in there and went together. It just looks so cool, and then. Yeah, they they that can make it look nothing, cool as a that preview. That is nothing like what a game <laughs> that the game is, man. Not at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like if if you're playing this game and you're in with other people, if you say, "Oh, look, look, look at the bird," I'm going to go over mm-hmm. here to the bird. Oh no! All of a sudden, it says you're going to be matched with your group in three seconds. <sighs> 
So then it just fast forwards you over to there to them. Yeah. That's stupid. Well, I'm not going to play it. So nah, I I'm not going to wait. Yeah. I, won't, I won't ever go back to it. Uh, a report suggests that Google Stadia could have a massive impact on global warming due to the amount of data centers it would need to operate with a large player base. I'm just telling you, I feel like this is not ready yet. I mean, we don't Well, <laughs> we have to wait for, you know, the internet to finally get a little bit faster. But, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, in we'll, due time we'll, we'll here. That's I kind of keep... feel like this is just the way they're shifting us towards gaming. Because yeah, I feel later. like almost every service is starting to come out with their own streaming gaming service thing. And, you know. When mm-hmm. is it supposed to launch? Uh later this year this i don't year, think right? they gave later a, a definitive a date, date no. they just said later in 2019 this is going to yeah. work good for a, a handful of people and only in like four countries to start to and so. and that's that's fine because i mean we all have our own thing we're going to be doing i'm not i personally as awesome as the idea the concept sounds i'm not one of these people that's just like i'm dropping everything for google stadia right now i don't care if i even had solid internet I just, I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is good for people who literally can't spring the money for a really good gaming PC or a console. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have at least a solid internet connection and access to a PC or something, this this will be a great thing for you to be able to get your hands on these games that you may not have been able to afford to pay play yeah. any other way. I just, I don't see everyone adopting this immediately. I think mm-hmm. it's something that oh, no. you're, you're really going to have to be convinced to do. Again, I, I think the, the concept as a whole sounds amazing but i don't feel like it's for me i've never been for anything to where if my internet goes out that i'm not going to be able to play any games yeah sure that's why i like my console Mm -hmm. and that's fair yeah uh titanfall 3 has been delayed to fully support apex legends since that's the popular game now okay so uh, i hope you weren't looking forward to that I like Titanfall 2, man. That was an excellent game. Well, you're going to have to wait longer I for know. a sequel. <laughs> Guys, did you know that Epic Games paid more than $2 million to Snapshot Games to secure a timed exclusive on its Epic Games store? No way! This way. Wait, do say that. that again. Epic Games paid more than $2 million to Snapshot Games to secure timed exclusives on its store. To, okay, For now I understand. Games. To Snapshot Games. Yeah. I was thinking of Snapshot of Game. No, no. You know no. what I mean? Snapshot oh, Games. Like the game was yeah. in Snapshot. <laughs> like, yeah. That doesn't make sense. Now I understand. Gotcha. On a related topic, the CEO of Epic said that they will, quote, retreat from exclusives when Steam drops their revenue God, share. That is big. I mean, that was like the, the gloves just yeah. dropped and said, come on. What are you going to do? I'm dropping my bitch mittens. Let's fight bear. Let's barehand it. Let's barehand it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll all get that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, why not? You know, if everyone's going to uh, keep complaining, then why not tell everybody flat yeah. out, say, this is why we're doing this. They've been saying this for a while now. I'm not saying that I'm... I'm I wouldn't say that's 100% their motivation behind no, what no, they're no, doing. No, 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 no. But, um... But what a way... I, I know that that's the, the, the biggest bear in the woods right now, and that's the one they want to poke. Well, exactly. Think about it. Does, 
can you get Fortnite on on Steam? I don't. I have know. no idea. I don't. I, I would doubt not, since it's an epic game. Who knows? I but don't know. You know what? I don't know. Because I if it like does, then that means more money right for now. them in the end. Yeah. True. 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 I don't know. Lace, look that up while I'm keeping going. Yeah. Uh, Sony said that the PS5 will not release before April 2020. So that kind of gives you a window of when not to expect it. I see you shaking your head no. I feel like maybe it was at one point, but maybe, maybe, I mean, ever since they got their store kicked off. Back when it was like, I played it very briefly when it was like the only mode was like the tower defense mode. Mm -hmm. And I still think I had to download it through a launcher of theirs somehow. Okay. I don't think I ever did go into Steam now that I'm thinking about it. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It was a very short-lived period of time for me because it was fun, but it still wasn't really a game that I was going to get addicted to. Mm -hmm. It's crazy to me that that's uh, what they, whenever they first announced that game, that's what it was. That was all it was. There was no Battle Royale. Since like 2011 or something like that. People don't even realize that game's been around that long, you know? Uh, what else I got? Uh, Nintendo said that it will not announce new hardware at E3 2019. So I guess all that uh, chit chat about the the Switch Lite or whatever the hell they're wanting to call it, Switch Pro or yeah, whatever we were calling it. Yep. Switch Mini. I don't know. So don't expect to see it this year, or at least not announced as of yet. Uh, nin- oh. I'm sorry. While I'm on the subject of Nintendo, Super Mario Maker 2 will release uh, on June 28th. So if you're excited for that, you got that coming. Excellent. Uh, Norman Reedus said that uh, Death Stranding will make you cry. (laughs) As soon as we figure out what it's about, I'm sure. I can't wait to play that game. But he didn't say tears of joy or sorrow or frustration. It'll make you cry. It'll make you cry make you cry baby uh and the last thing i've got is that the did you know that the original game boy the og game boy turned 30 last God. week 30 years old that means i got it when i was yeah, 10 can you believe it mm-hmm. i feel old every day i know right every time these things come <laughs> out and i'm older than this thing that i remember as a kid i'm just like damn it yeah so yeah all right, you guys ready for some weird news? Well, of course. I don't know. I've got, know. I've got two. I've got two. Um, first of all, did you happen to see this video from Red Dead Redemption Two, where Arthur goes to take a bath, and then when he's offered <laughs> deluxe services, yeah, it cuts to the door in the room and shows the hotel room on fire, and then the lady walks in, and then she too is on fire. And then she begins burning to death before she even begins bathing Arthur. But yet he's she's still kind of technically there. And he's just like, don't talk, please. Of course she can't. She's dying. She's burning on the floor. How did that- she literally like came over to the tub and then just like flops. But they're still like having the conversation. And he's still moving around like he's getting bathed. It's freaking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a, a treat. I gotta go check it I out. I still want to know what led up to it. Like, why was the door on fire? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Like, what did this person do when they were playing the game where they were like, it's on fire. Let me just run, take a bath real fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, dear. Uh, The next thing I have, and I know, I know I'm going to re- be reviewing this game very soon. But again, launch games, all sorts of news comes out. 
And uh, that, that was the news cycle this week. So did you guys know or did you happen to hear that Mortal Kombat 11 was racist and <laughs> and even fueling a political agenda? Yes, I knew that. Of course. Okay, because some fans seem to think so, if you want to call them that, uh, due to two particular things that happened within the game. One revolves around a scene where Shao Kahn is saying to the Collector, which is like his henchman in the game, who I think I uh, said was a Shokan, which is like the Goro people and whatnot. He is not. So mm-hmm. let me clarify that and correct that right now. Anyway, okay. I think it's one of their... Uh, interactions, you know, opening shots where they're sitting there yammering to one another. Uh, Shao Kahn says, let us make Outworld great again. And everybody's like, oh, God. Oh, God. And, you know, obviously, I you feel like just look at this as a throwaway joke. There, though, too. <laughs> just, it, like, you had to know. Yeah, but it's a political attack on our commander-in-chief. How dare they? It's a joke. Just just let it go. <laughs> I think they should put Donald Trump in so you can do a fatality on him. Has a, d- a downloadable character. I'm the greatest fighter of Mortal Kombat ever, and I'm going to take down Shokan <laughs> right now using what? my big brain. It'll be great. It's a great. I'm sorry for all you Trump fans out there listening. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. And in... <laughs> Yeah, we just lost some audience members, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Long. I don't care. Nobody uh, in one anymore. of the game's tower endings, this is the other thing, you know, wherever, you know how in the games you go up the tower and everything and everybody gets an ending? Yeah. You know, you just beat mm-hmm. the, the enemy and whatnot. So if you do that with the character Jax, uh, what happens is in his storyline, he is able to manipulate time however he chooses. So he chooses to rewrite history and abolish slavery before it began. So slavery never happened. And that's okay. and people are like, that's racist. I, I, I I'm having a hard I, time. Well, I don't know that I'm allowed to speak on it because I don't understand, you know, like I can't put myself in that place. Sure, but <clears throat> he he abolished slavery i i'm i guess i'm my my brain is trying to figure out and say how is that racist now if somebody can tell me i guess it's like they're they're probably thinking you're just trying to erase an important part of history like trying to make light of it or something maybe that would be my guess at least that would be a valid point unlike this guy because there was a reddit user by the name of valdish who made the point that um you know, Shao Kahn has been enslaving people of all skin colors for a thousand years, and Jax only cares about black people. That was his. That was his response. Wow. <laughs> because that made sense, okay. right? I don't know. I yeah. it. Wow. That's weird. It's crazy. It's stupid. I don't understand the the frustrations. If somebody can explain it to me uh, better than this Valdish guy using fictional characters as his reasoning. By all means, please. Yeah, please. <sighs> Guys. Yes. Do you want to buy something for a dollar? No. I'm broke. Come on, man. <laughs> nah, I've was, got something nah. amazing. Nah. You have no idea. It's a Keyblade umbrella. No, it's not. I already know the price. <laughs> Good deal. Okay, so retro games. They're a thing of the uh-huh. past and present. Mm-hmm. 
even though you can play games of old right now, sometimes it's just not the same. It's right. not like you remember it. But what if I could promise you a truly nostalgic experience, but in the future? Okay? Hmm. I introduced to you Yesterday Vision. This is an enclosure concept handmade from mahogany designed to look like an old model television. And I'm talking like 50s old. Okay? Inside of it, housing a 19-inch 4x3 monitor that uses a custom barrel distortion to mimic the curvature of an old CRT monitor. Full-range loudspeakers adjustable with a large volume dial, just like the old TVs, and and a built-in Raspberry Pi computer emulating classic game systems such as the SNES, the NES, Genesis, Neo Geo, Arcade Mames, Atari 2600, N64, and even PlayStation 1. And there's no remote for it. So when you're sitting there and your little girl or, little, or son walks through, you can go, hey, change that channel. Right. Just like we, we were the remotes back in the Just day. Just like <laughs> the good old yeah. days. Yep. Now, the uh, 20, or 2080 by 1024 monitor puts H, or inputs HDMI on the back for external hard or devices. Boy, this is a lot of words. Uh, you can, <laughs> very intricate. You can put an HDMI in the back. For external devices such as laptops, Chromecast, modern gaming consoles, even. So you can play them on there, too. And the monitor can connect up to four different controllers of your choosing mm-hmm. via Bluetooth. Although, if you want, you can request a set of two wireless hardwood arcade controllers custom made if you request so as an add-on. This is art meets emulation designed exclusively through Love Holton. How much would you pay for this nostalgia? I imagine this is going to be like twelve hundred dollars. I'm going to say it's got to be pretty up there. I mean, how much are you going to pay? And it's handmade. Me? Mm-hmm. How much would I pay? Uh, three ninety nine. $399 is all <laughs> You're I getting a TV, man. I don't give a damn. It's a 19-inch TV. But it's art. you got to see this thing, man. That's beautiful. That, that's The TV is a $199, and I'm paying $200 for the art. <sighs> Lace? Oh, my God. I'm with him, though. It's probably pretty high. Um, I I wouldn't get it because as much as I'm nostalgic about games, like, I just, I'm anti-clutter. I don't yeah, need big exactly. things to put back into my home. Don't, don't think about um, it. Don't think about it like that. Think about it, it's the art that you're buying. No, no. Mm-mm. This is I can't help but still cutter, clutter. It's an art True. piece. And as impressive as it is, and I'm sure as much love and heart and soul has gone into it. Um, dude, this would be pretty high. Yeah, 900 bucks. Okay. Guys, apparently you're just not understanding. This is art. Because so 1200 is still too low? Okay, yeah. $1,900. $2,799 for this shit. work of <laughs> art, man. You can just put it back on the truck. Made from mahogany. <laughs> mahogany. Holy balls. Damn it. Make Come it out on. of pine and maybe... Three ninety nine, and keep in mind this does not exclude. Uh, this is excluding shipping, so uh, you still Jeez. gotta pay for that. Too. Mahogany's pretty heavy. Yeah, I was gonna say, oh shit. So yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, you gotta look at it from an art perspective. You're buying art that can play games. 
It's functional. Yeah, okay, it's functional. I can appreciate that. So, I just can't. No, I do like the. I can't. I can't. I can't support that economy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, that it's fun, I'm like you too, Lace. Like it's I don't like more like than clutter. I make it a month. <laughs> That's fine, but it can't. It can be more than clutter. It's art. I can appreciate it for what it is. Fair enough. And from afar. Fair enough. All right, guys. Release dates. Do it. All right, first of all, on April 30th, we have Fade to Silence for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Just Cause 4, Daredevils of Destruction DLC for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age for Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. And Fail Seal, Arbiter's Mark for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Then on May 1st, we have Starlink, Battle for Atlas, Star Fox uh, for Nintendo Switch. Precipice for PC. Tabletop Racing World Tour Nitro Edition for Nintendo Switch, Crash Bots for Xbox One and Nintendo Switch, and Puzzle Herder for Nintendo Switch. Then on May 2nd, we have... I'm going to assume they mean to say Valhalla, but it's VA-11-Hall-A. Valhalla. Kind of. A cyberpunk bartending action game uh, for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. Gaga Wrecker Alternative for Xbox One, Swords of Ditto, Mormo's Curse for Nintendo Switch, Black Paradox, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. I can't wait for this game. Purple Chicken Spaceman for the... Xbox oh, yeah. One. I don't even know what that is. It just Purple sounds fun. sounds like a, what the hell did you It do? does. It really does. But it's coming mm-hmm. on the Xbox. So, hey. A duck Game for Nintendo Switch, Rise of Industry for PC. Venture Kid for Nintendo Switch, Close to the Sun for PC, Strike Suit Zero, the Director's Cup for Nintendo Switch, Pandemic Express for PC, Hexagravity for Nintendo Switch. Then on May 3rd, we have Helmut the Badass from Hell from the Nintendo Switch, Shadows of Adam for the Switch, Extreme Club Racing for the Switch, and Gyro Boss DX for the Switch. Todd, you missed our, our uh, new game last week, and uh, I read about I it. You'd like it? I May mean, I seen uh, some? Wait, name what? that game? Yeah, you you. Uh, he listened is what he meant to say, and he's yeah, fully that's, that's aware of what the do. rules are. No, I've been uh, asleep since I got back. <laughs> that time change got me like I lost an hour on the way back. It felt like the first day I was in in uh, Colorado lasted two weeks. It was weird. I bet. But hey, I, I I seen where while I was gone, mm-hmm. our House of Representatives chose to get rid of uh, Daylight Savings Time. How about that? Yeah, so now we're just going to stay this time all year long now. I didn't see I that. I wish the so, rest uh, of us would follow on that. Yeah. They, they tried for 10 years now. I guess it, you know, they just couldn't get that. Yeah, there's no good reason to have it anymore. Yeah. There really no. isn't. There's so. Well, that's going to be a, a change. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... Uh, I don't have a name that game this week. I don't have. Uh, I, f- I feel like we're going to do that from now on, though. So I'll just kind of uh, yeah. give you as a because I feel like that's more fun for you guys. You're not having to think. <laughs> that's not so the pressure every single this, week. This yeah. is you. This was a multiple choice. I give you. I give you what the game is, and you have to tell me out of the multiple choices I give you which one it is. Okay. And yeah, yeah. she got what one maybe. One. One. Because because her her line of thinking 
she could narrow it down, but she'd always go for the wrong one. So on the last yeah, one with that I line never trusted thinking, my instincts. <laughs> she just flipped it around and she finally got it. I'm going to go ahead and issue yeah. a, a challenge here that I will just destroy you in this game. Ooh. Probably. Like, <laughs> I, I know you're not supposed to say 100% that. 100% wrong. You're supposed to huh? you're supposed to fight Oh, back. I'm sorry. Yes. No you won't. There, yes I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I got this, man. I'm already seasoned. <laughs> I've already got one game under my belt. That's right. <laughs> I've seen it in You're the going description. Up That's the where champion. I see it. So I'm sorry I don't have that this week because you know I felt like we we're going to be a little bloated. But uh, yeah. next week I'll bring it back. Bring it back. Sweet. Bring it back. But right now I'm going to talk about my review. But I thought we already did. Yes. We talked. About, we've talked about your review the whole all day. Because there was a lot of that uh-uh, going uh-uh. on this week. No, we're but cutting is, your review. No, we've talked, we've about, talked about things outside of the review. Okay. This is Damn it. a review. Okay, well, by all means, start your review. An official one. For Mortal Kombat 11. Duh, duh, duh. Yes. Now, Mortal Kombat is a franchise that I've had a long affinity for. Ever since being introduced to the original game back in the arcade lobby of Walmart, I've been hooked. I couldn't tell you how many magazines I bought just to look at because they were talking about Mortal Kombat. I, I remember having this one that was about Mortal Kombat 2 and all the new features they were adding in and all the fatalities and fatalities and friendships. I was like, this is this is just killing my brain. I just want to play this so bad. And I would say that while much of the appeal could no doubt be attributed to the unseen gore factor at that time, I believe it goes well beyond that because the first three games did something that was unique at the time. You had photorealistic characters, fatalities, other finishing moves, and in what I would consider a true first for fighting games, there was a deep story. These games had no real reason to create such a rich backstory and narrative to their world, but they did, and it's one of the reasons I've kept coming back. Because as the series continued, the narrative started to become more interesting, even though it hit a patch of convolutedness and a little bit off kilter, but I've often applauded some of their choices, such as the death of Liu Kang at the hands of Shang Tsung and Quan Chi at the beginning of Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, and then even going as far as Armageddon in the final game, Armageddon, or what was considered the final game of that timeline, because what could have ended the story right then and there what they did is take that and create a new plot thread while subsequently rebooting the franchise which is something I thought was a very smart choice Mm -hmm. because Mortal Kombat 11 continues the narrative started in 2011's hey look at that Mortal Kombat (laughs) which was technically Mortal Kombat 9 or Mortal Kombat it's that's where it kind of gets a little and convoluted but you get the picture anyway in that game you essentially play the first three games as a whole but you're seeing a new timeline based on those three games Raiden is sent back in time or kind of goes back in time his consciousness anyway to a degree showing him visions of what the future could be and he goes and tries to change it and when he does it completely changes everything in the process some people die, some people live, things just go apeshit. And then we get around to Mortal Kombat 10, that continues from there, and we actually jump ahead 20 years, 
see where everyone's at. And this is continuing where that one left off, where Raiden had defeated the god, well, Cassie Cage defeated the god Shinnok, or the elder god Shinnok. But then Raiden <clears throat> purified the Jinsei, which is like a power source and whatnot. I, there's a lot more to it. I, I can't get into it right now, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. He, there's a lot of backstory yeah, there. Yeah. Shinnok corrupted it. Raiden tried to purify it, but in turn, he corrupted himself, and he actually became more aggressive in his tactics to preserve and protect Earthrealm. And if you remember at the stinger at the end of Mortal Kombat X, we saw Shinnok decapitated. This actually takes place, like the story takes place before that event, where he's kind of got Shinnok in chains, and then we actually see him decapitate him, because Shinnok's like, ah, what are you going to do? Look at you taunting him. And he's like, you can't kill me. I'm an elder god. And he's like, there are fates worse than death. And then there he is, just a wallowing little zombie head, because he is. He's just sitting there going, so he's a zombie. Now, this event triggers the appearance of Kronika, the Keeper of Time, who plans to actually erase Raiden from existence due to his meddling of the timeline. She said she had a plan in place, and Raiden's meddling has screwed this up. So, to correct that, she is going to erase him entirely from all existence. But to do so, she has to enlist help with the other characters which is why you see the younger versions of these characters so she brings in long dead characters younger version characters of characters that are already there to kind of shake things up and i would love to go into greater detail about some of the story elements but for spoilery it can be because who chronica is is explained a little I won't say early, early on, but it was almost like a throwaway line. And if you missed it, you'd be like, what, what, what? You know, you kind of shake your head like, oh my gosh. They explain who she is and you kind of understand why she's doing this. So when I heard that, I was like, okay. And I don't want to spoil that for anyone who really wants to, to play it for themselves because this is one of the great things about what this franchise is going now yeah. is the narrative. Yeah, that's They've what I was going to say. really built on it outside of just, hey, you got a bunch of fighters, and then if you go up the tower, you can kind of see where it might go because right. we didn't have that back then. Like yeah. when Mortal Kombat yeah. 2 happened, it was like, well, who won? And they tell you. Oh, yeah, Liu Kang won, officially won Mortal Kombat. And then this is the timeline starting from that point going forward. Right. And there's always a definitive winner. But now with the story mode, they show you the definitive winner per the story, which is, I think, a great idea. Yeah. So we actually get to see it as it unfolds in a very deep story. Now, as I said, she she brings back uh, characters that we've seen, uh, young, old, whatnot, and to me, that's one of the story highlights, especially where it gets fun is seeing those interactions. I'm sure you've seen some of the interactions with Johnny Cage and Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. There was a scene that I saw this morning and I thought it was hilarious because they were sitting there looking at younger Sonya together and he was just like, yeah, it's like, that's a, it's gonna be the mother of my child, huh? All right. And Johnny's like, yeah, she's a hell of a woman. He's like, uh-huh. He's like, I knew from day one I was gonna tap that. 
And everybody just stopped and looked at yeah. him like, what the hell did you just say? That was Johnny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what now? So it was amusing. Um, now, before I actually jump away from talking about the story, I will, I will say that early on, still in this game, and I, I can't wait to say, I haven't finished the story mode. I'll just say that up front. But early on, certain beats in the story actually hit me on an emotional level that I've never been affected by. Did you cry? I wept a little because I was holy like, shit. Yeah, I'm gonna just put a camera up and I want to laugh at you because it was just I didn't expect what happened and then how it reacted or like how the characters reacted. Uh-huh. It it was just like oh shit, I'm actually getting a reaction out of this. Yeah, you know, you never think about that odd. in a fighting game. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not I, I, before. I think that's right. that's one of the things because I had my guard down. I wasn't expecting that. And it was just like oh wow, this is actually getting to me a little bit. So I I kind of applaud them for that. And I think a lot of that also goes back into character design Mm -hmm. because graphically with this game, we're talking about, you know, they've stepped it up. Graphically, with compared to X, which looked amazing, they were still Mm -hmm. running on Unreal Engine 3. They've upgraded to 4 here, and it shows. Because the character, facial the faces, features, man. recognitions, all that stuff, it, they're so detailed, so minute. And I really feel like that's what hit that emotion. Because when you saw the character having that reaction, you felt mm-hmm. that. It and wasn't that, just yeah. like, I'm sad. You saw those 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 little ticks, those little emotions. Whether it be just in the lips or the eyes, you could see it. And it was just like, I'm feeling for this character right now. Yeah. So, and, you know, I can go on and on about the story, so I don't want to go too deep into it, but gameplay. That's what we all want to know about, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, with Mm -hmm. compared to X, because I really feel like that's the only game I can really compare it to because they are very similar in that regard. I feel like it handles the same, fights the same, because I did play it ahead of time. Where's my phone talking to me? I was wondering yeah. what that was. He just Sorry started recording about that. everything you said. I saw it. Well, shut up, Google. Yeah, my phone's trying to interrupt. Um, anyway, like I said, the, the fights, they, they feel similar, but there are elements to it. Like, each character kind of has a different feel because I've played certain characters, not just through story mode, but I've also played, you know, some of the towers, just trying out different characters. And some characters feel more natural to play it's almost like they have them structured out in a way that each character is going to play differently and i guess that's fair to say that they've done that with other characters in the past but there's something else about it you know like when i'm playing as as scorpion or katana i feel like i'm quick i'm fast i can just hop around and go 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 and i can get my moves out and all this other stuff but then i played as sonya and she feels I don't want to say stymied, but I feel like I didn't quite understand her moveset and what she needed okay. to do to really effectively play as her. Because trying similar approaches did not seem to work with her. And then you've got other characters like Kotal Khan and Shao Khan, and they felt big and burly. But So it's all about the power that you're kind mm-hmm. of putting into it. So you know you're going to be a little slow and structured to it, but... I don't know. I felt like I could move a little bit more with them and, and kind of operate a little bit better. So maybe I understood their structure a little bit more than I did someone like Sonya. 
but I haven't played all the characters, so I don't know if I'm going to have the same response with all characters or another character or not. So again, I feel like this is more strategic than aggressive than it has been in the past because again, it's all about pacing. It's all about how you approach your fight. And they even have a very detailed tutorial section that kind of gives you tips and understanding your movesets, your combos, um, even pacing yourself in between attacks, giving you a time structure, understanding framing. Like how many frames does it take from the time you knock somebody down by the time they get up? So you have this mental objection in your head to where you're like, okay, they just fell. I need to wait like a fraction of a second before I move forward or they're going to get up and they're going to hit me or I'm not going to be in a position to hit them again. I have to time this. So they break down almost like the actual game structure and time. Oh, that's cool. To help you understand from a tutorial perspective. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Now, obviously, fatalities, brutalities are back. Um, I actually felt like fatalities, like that time structure you have in between, was a lot more forgiving. I know I was trying to do one either, I think it was today, and it felt like I had way more time than I ever had to actually pull it off. So that's that's me saying it's very forgiving. Uh, but I'll, I'll be honest with you, I love how they do brutalities now. Because I don't know if you can remember brutalities when they first appeared. I think it was back in Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. It was all about a super combo. So it was like button punches, bop, 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 bop. So you had to do like this insane combo and was like I can't do this mm -hmm. I can't press my I don't and I was a kid at the time you know I even worry now that my my pacing is slow and where I can't get all the buttons down right but back then there's no way no way and I'm sure some kid out there could do it but I, it's not me this on the other hand I, I like the idea of if you pull off a move right at the end then you're going to kill him instantly. So there is no finish him. You know, it's just like yeah. instant death. Yeah. So I love, <laughs> I love that. You know, that's yeah. one of the things I enjoy about the brutalities. And I even pulled off, I don't know how I did it. I pulled off a brutality at the finish him. Like I was going for it and I thought, oh, I'll be done. Uh -huh. But I, like my first hit of the combo that was to, to kick it off, like, sent them over to the finish him move. So I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to need a fatality. So I paused to look it up, you know, on the menu screen to make sure I had it right. And then I turn it back on and it was like, whack. And there went the head. And I was like, oh, shit. So I was like, brutality. <laughs> so I was like, that right. was awesome. So I like, I mean, I will say that from a fatality standpoint, they are much gorier than they've ever been. The slow motion capper that they have really enhances it because it's just like you're, it's not just that finishing pose or whatever. It's just like you get to see the fatality as the finishing touch, you know, and how yeah. they just kind of, I, I don't know. It's, it's grand how they do it. <laughs> I, don't know, I like this. You, really you, you have to see it. So, I mean, on the flip side of how awesome I like brutalities being, they are not as flashy as a fatality. So you, there's a trade-off. It's like, do you want to be flashy or do you just want to get this over with? Either way. But one thing I didn't, I've yet to do, and I guess I have to look it up because I haven't seen it on the menu screens, is the Mercy. Mercy is back. And to my knowledge, I don't really know what reason they are back. 
other than I've heard that maybe it's a stipulation of a brutality, so you have to show mercy. But I have not encountered that yet, so I don't know. But I have yet to pull it off, but it's it's in the game if you, if you want to show mercy. And I guess that's something you can do. Maybe, maybe. for own lives. Yeah. I mean, if you wanna you wanna be nice to your to your opponent or whatever, but anyway, like I said, uh, graphics are fine. It's awesome. Uh, speaking of that, I didn't really get into the voice cast. You know, a lot of them come back. They do an amazing job. We got voiceover staples like Phil Lamar, who's doing Kotal Khan, Jennifer Hale. I think she's doing Chronica. Uh, Steve Blum, he's doing Sub Zero. And mm-hmm. no offense to the guy, but he has this one voice <laughs> for all his gruff characters. So it's like, hey, that's the guy that did Wolverine, and then he did uh, this other guy in this other game, and then he was also that guy. He's It's a very unique voice, you know. No offense to the mm-hmm. guy. I'm just saying his, his voice, that gruff voice he does, it it doesn't change. What if uh, that's his real voice? I don't think it is. It's just he I, just takes it down a notch and gets I'm going to say it is. Like, I'm going to go against you. I won't say, say I won't say it's too far removed from that. I'm going to call him. And okay. if he answers the phone and he says, hello. Sure. It, it is his real voice. But everyone's favorite uh, voice actor, Troy Baker, is also in the game doing Aaron Black. And he's a, he's a guy. Well, I mean, he has time now with not being a borderline. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, but I, I love, he's got a he's got a, a voice you can, you can pinpoint almost, but not always. No, I like think the that's Joker. the beauty of him, you know. When he did the Joker, man. Yeah. You couldn't say it was him. I mean, there there are times you can tell, other times you can't. And like you said, yeah, he's 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 I think that's why he's one of the best out there. He's always he working really is. except for in Borderlands 3. Uh but then I also want to touch on Rhonda. Rhonda Rousey. Okay, look. I got no beef with the woman. And I know that she's out there acting and all this, but she's not an actor. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm not saying she's terrible. I'm not saying she's wooden. But there are moments in her dialogue that I feel like she could have been a little bit more emotional. It comes off like so close. If you did just just one other one other take and Almost just there. had the right direction maybe, just to say, hey, try it like this or say it like this. There are just certain lines that I've heard her say and it's just like that's you just phoned it that in I mean that was kind of terrible but or maybe that is her with direction well she had Wrestlemania we take for granted how like we think yeah it should be so easy I mean it's just from from the standpoint of a director understanding that process and you just hear a line like that I wouldn't have let that slip I'd have been like look can you try it like this can you can you inflect right here just just a little bit more and then we'll we'll be fine but again not all of her lines are, are golden, and not all of her lines are terrible. It's just certain times where emotion was needed, there was none, and it was just, I don't know, it's, it's a little jarring. It kind of takes you out of it. What if that was the 100th take, and they're like, just <laughs> forget it. Just for, then, you know, That's what I no mean, fault right? of the, yeah, the voiceover director. Yeah, maybe she's just that, that bad. I don't know. Uh, now, on the music side of things, uh, the score by Wilbert Rogett, the second, he hit similar notes that were seen in previous installments, uh, very similar to Mortal Kombat X. If you've heard, if you're kind of familiar with the score, uh, at times the score does sound a little bit more dynamic than other scores in the series. But that said, I really don't feel like the games themselves have found a 
musical theme outside of like the 90s techno syndrome Mortal Kombat dun, 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 dun. Yeah. you know that's all yeah, that's that all album. we know as far as like a Mortal Kombat song there's not been a score like a, an orchestral score that has that you could just hear and be like that's Mortal Kombat I know that for a fact you know yeah. we we've all come accustomed to scores of movies that we can tell what they are we all know the Jurassic Park theme we're all familiar with the Avengers theme by now you hear them and you're just like, I know what that is. Mortal Kombat doesn't have that. And I'm kind of curious as to why. Like, why they haven't tried to develop that. Not saying it's a necessity, but it would be kind of neat to, for it to have its own musical score that is identifiable with it. It's not bad music, it's just forgettable. So, I don't know, man. If I hear a gong and then like, I think Mortal Kombat. Sure. Maybe then, that's it. Maybe. <laughs> uh, returning in this game is the crypt. I think we mentioned that early, early on. Uh, bringing back with it the chests and the stuff like that that you get. You also get uh, puzzles to solve, which I thought was kind of neat, where if you were trying to find a new chest, you had to adjust some puzzles and whatnot, and then secret areas to find in there. So there's plenty of that to go around. Uh, but most importantly, in my eyes anyway, the... Welcome addition and return of Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa as Shang Tsung, who actually is your host of the crypt. Awesome. You know, he welcomes you at the beginning. And his face with the classic design of the character really puts him into the role more than I've ever seen. And it's like he was born for it. He was meant to be Shang Tsung. Uh, most of the chests that I open seem to be moves artwork, fatalities, or some other form of cosmetic items for certain characters. Unlike previous games, uh, it has been said that you will unlock no characters in the crypt, so don't go hunting around for secret characters or whatnot. And another thing that I did here is that all the loot you find in the crypt is randomized, which kind of creates a loot box system of sorts. And on one hand, I'd say... I guess there's kind of a thrill of not knowing what you're going to be getting. But on the other hand, trying to find that skin or that finisher of your favorite character is now left to fate. So if you don't know where it's at and you want that... Because all characters, I'll say this, every character you have has one finishing move, one fatality at their disposal. The other one is locked okay. within the script or in the crypt. So to know what that is... I'm sure you could probably look it up online, but if you want it readily available in front of you on your screen, you're going to have to find it. So I feel like right now, if I wanted to go find it, I'm just going to have to wait, which is kind of like, eh, okay. But that's that's just one minor little gripe. You know, I mean, the game is still playable, still fun, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So many of the complaints we saw online, talking about the grind, we talked about that earlier, the rewards I really don't feel like we're going to get into that again because I kind of went over that earlier like I said if you played Injustice 2 a lot of that plays in here like you'll see so much of that same idea where you're collecting loot you're collecting items for your character and you're building your character so to speak making it how you want the character to be and I think even certain bits of uh, gear that you put on your character, it, they some have special stats where you get bonus XP, bonus coins, and stuff like that. So you can play it however you want. You can make it look however you want. That's cool. So, it, I mean, the idea of 
dress up and costuming and whatnot. I mean, it's neat. You know, it's it's a fun little thing to do yeah, just to kind of tweak your characters however you want. Especially if it has like a you know attributes. You know. Sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. But I don't feel like it's it's for me. It's a it's a nice addition. It's a nice bonus. It's not right. a necessity to the game to really go that extra step and say this is what the game is all about. You know, for me, it's so much more about the playing the game, going through the towers, the classic story. Mortal Kombat. You know, yeah. this is just an added bonus. I don't feel like it. It's a super appealing thing to me, to where I'm gonna get upset because I'm not getting that one skin. You know, I've looked through some of the light skins. I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. But I'm not, I'm not frustrated over. It. I'm not sitting here saying, gosh, I gotta have that skin. What is right. it gonna take? They'll even tell you in some of the spots, it's like, you can unlock this one here, and you can do that there, and this one's here. So you can kind of get an idea, but I'm not going to get bent out of shape over it. It's just me saying that. But I did notice one other thing that I kind of found odd, and I don't recall this in Injustice 2, but I feel like all the rewards that you earn feel like they're coming from a server. Because every time you win a match... It says searching for MK11 servers, and then you get your rewards. So I'm wondering if that's where the loot aspect of it is coming from or what. I'm, I'm a little confused by that, and I would really hate for that to be a boon for people who don't have internet. A boon. Yeah. Da -da -da. Oh. That was meant to be that. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that I'll play around on the towers and stuff like that. It's not my main focus right now. I'll probably do classic towers. I did, you know, similar to the Towers of Time and did that on Injustice 2 just to kind of mess around. But if I'm going to get frustrated by it, I'm not going to spend my time on it. You know, I, I would get frustrated on Injustice just the same. And there were points where I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm out. I'm done. There's just that. Um, but I, I feel like all the, the characterizations and whatnot, it, it's fun. So, overall... What I'm saying is, I feel like this is an amazing addition to the franchise. Definitely from a story perspective, I cannot wait to see where the story ends. Just a few of the twists that I've seen thus far have been amazing. And the, the inconveniences and gripes that people have had have really felt inconsequential to me. It hasn't detracted from anything from me. I have not been frustrated by those things. Me, personally. I can understand if you are, because maybe that's how you play games. I have my characters, I have my stories, I have finishers, and I know I've got other finishers waiting for me as long as I keep playing. So as far as I'm concerned, that's all I need. So, that is my review, guys. I, I've, got, I've got a question. Sure. Okay, so, have they done this yet? Like, I know in the other two stories where they, you know, where they really had a good fleshed out story, story mode, in this game, like, say you're fighting somebody and you don't win the match, and they kill you. Mm -hmm. Does the story still go, or do you have to go back and fight again? I think it's... Uh, I have not lost yet, but I think the story is on a straight path. Okay, so, so you have to win. You have to okay. win. I think that's the next step for them, is like yeah. have a branching story. Like, if you lose the story, this is where the story starts going. That would be pretty cool. That would be cool. Now, they do have one thing I didn't really touch on this, but there are certain uh, arcs in the story where you actually have two characters... Like, they did one, which I thought this was kind of a neat little nod to uh, an older game that they did, Shaolin Monks. Mm -hmm. That was the name of Chapter 3, and you're playing as Liu Kang and Kung Lao. So, oh, that's cool. 
when you're playing in the story, you have a choice between the two. Who do you want to fight as? So you can play, you can fight whoever as Liu Kang, you can fight him as Kung Lao, you can do it one or both. And I actually noticed today, when I was going back to the chapters, like through the story, you can actually go back and play certain chapters. They'll tell you who you played as in that chapter. So if you only played as Liu Kang, all the Kung Lao boxes will be unchecked. So you can okay. go back and do that yeah. section as him. So I'm kind of curious how that alters the story as well. Yeah. If it does at all. It, so. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Like, give them a whole like, uh, you know, uh, Detroit become human kind of story tree. If you lose this match, mm-hmm. you win this match. Like, you know, like that's for later on though. Yeah, right. sure. So I'm I'm a- anxious to see where the story's going. Like I said, I'm sure maybe in the next few weeks, if uh, you know, I might start spoiling stuff. <laughs> but that just <laughs> depends on you guys. I don't want to do it, you know, preemptively if y'all don't want to know. But I, d- I would want to talk about it in greater detail if it's worth talking about. So, But, hey, if you guys are done, that's our show. Yeah. So uh, thank you to Excellent. all of our listeners out there in Radio Land. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. Find us on Instagram. View our weekly icon art. You can shoot us an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com if you ever just want to say hi or, hey, we love your show or, hey, we hate your stupid faces. Whatever you want to say, read it on the I show. Hate your Whatever face. you want to do. Uh, you can support the show by pressing the like button and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even go to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions. And should you want to share the love, you can tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. I'm Todd Stark. And I'm Lacey Finley. Join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then... Game on! This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.